For this week's edition of the Jason Cabs Experience, I was a guest on the Business Infrastructure Podcast hosted by my good friend, Alicia Bolapierre. We talk about many items and hope this brings you value. This is the Jason Kavnis Experience, hosted by Jason Kavnis. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. Welcome to Business Infrastructure. The podcast about curing back office blues of fast-growing businesses. If you're a business owner or operator looking for practical tips and solutions to scaling your business in a sustainable manner, you're in the right place. Now here's your hostess, Alicia Butler-Pierre. Today's episode is brought to you by Equilibria Incorporated, the company behind this podcast where we design scale-ready business infrastructure for fast-growing small businesses. This season, we're talking about game-changing technology. And joining us from the beautiful Seattle, Washington area is my good friend, Jason Kavnes. Jason is the founder and CEO of Kavnes HR, and he's invented a software by the same name to support entrepreneurs like us who have 49 or fewer employees. You know, as our companies grow, it's only natural that we need to expand our teams. We need to hire more people, but you still might not be able to justify paying for a full-time HR person. And that's where Kavnes HR comes in. So we're going to learn all about it and how we can leverage this software to help us with our HR needs and keep us out of trouble. Right, Jason? Yes. Yes, Alicia. So this is your second time being on the show, Jason. Welcome back. How are you? Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm so excited, Jason. And we, we get to actually have an official conversation again, although you and I have been keeping in touch, what, for the past two or three two years, years now? Two years, yeah. Oh, two years? Okay. Two, two, three years. Yeah, it's been a, yeah. Yeah. And we're friends like, and seriously, because, you know, this, our friendship is truly a testament to the power of podcasting. We've been guests on each other's show. And from day one, Jason, you have been so generous with sharing information, sharing all these really cool technologies and other gadgets that, you know, to help streamline different things that we might do administratively or just to, to streamline back office operations. And look at where we are now. I don't even think you had the software when we first met. No, no. Yeah. One thing is like we're talking about later as an entrepreneur, like you don't have data as an entrepreneur. You kind of forget the progress you made, right? Yeah. I was thinking about it as I was preparing for our interview. I was thinking, you know what, Jason? Jason didn't even have the software when we first met. How cool is that? So it's going to be really interesting to go back and listen to your first interview on the show and compare it to where you are with this interview. But I just wanted to say before we get too far into the interview, I am so proud of you and everything that you've accomplished. I really am. And And congrats to all your recent success too. You've been doing big things too. I'm trying, Jason, trying to keep up with you. No, you're not trying. You're, 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 you're way past me right now. I got to catch up to you. You signing network deals and all kind of big stuff, you know? 
getting sponsored by big time companies. <laughs> I'm trying, Jason. I'm trying. <laughs> no, but listen, before we talk more about the Cabinet HR software, for those who are unfamiliar with you, I was wondering if we could first talk a little bit more about you and your background and what actually led you to not only create your company, Cavness HR, but the software as well. Now, I know you're a U.S. Army veteran and you held different HR positions while you were stationed in Afghanistan, right? Yes. Yes. Now, did you join the Army before or after college or was college like somewhere nestled in between your Army? Nestled in between. I joined like when I was 19 years old. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yes. Yeah. So it's such a story. So like people ask me how I got started in HR. And, and so you, you go to the army, you take your ASVAB test. According to the test, they tell you what kind of job you can take, right? Mm-hmm. And so I want to go in there earlier than sooner than later because I needed, you know, I wasn't living a good life. I wasn't doing good things. So I didn't go to the army, right? To get my life in order. And so they said, well, the soonest we can get, you can either be a, uh, in, in the army is called AG at in general is for HR. You can mm-hmm. either be AG or you can be a parachute repairman. And they show you videos, right? <laughs> so the parachute, parachute repairman is like a hundred dudes in this hot ass warehouse, like sweaty, <laughs> nasty, like just like, man, what's going on here? And then the video of the, of the AG or HR was like office environment, you know, air conditioning. Remember, I'm 19 at the time. Some mm-hmm. nice looking females walking around. I'm like, man, this is a no brainer. <laughs> I have no idea what AG or HR, I don't know how to type or nothing like that, but I'm going to learn because I'm not, I'm not uh, doing a parachute, repairing a parachute, 100 dudes that are, that's in this house. Because the parachute the repair place is only a Fort Bend, North Carolina, or a Fort Bend in Georgia. As you know, those are hot places, right? Yeah. And also with, with HR, they said I could go to Germany. I was mm. saying, so, so I was all over that, right? So yeah, that's how I started with HR, something that's totally random, like, so, but did you actually end up in Germany? Yeah, yeah. I was in Germany. I was at a town called oh. Giebelstadt by Würzburg for a couple oh, of years. Very cool. Okay, yeah. so you, you join the army. You take this career assessment type test. You decide you will pursue the HR path. And then you relocate to Germany. And then what? What were you actually doing in terms of HR work, Jason? So, so my first job, I was like, I was a, it's a thing called Sippers, like a database where you, where you enter people's names and basically the military database called Sippers. Now it's called Top Mystery or something. So basically like you do the back end tracking all the military personnel. So I was doing that for a unit. It's, and I was pretty good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you keep on doing different jobs. And like people ask me all the time, what's harder? You're like civilian HR or military HR? I always say military HR because in military, you know, every year everyone gets a, a job performance review. Everyone gets an award, you know, when someone leaves, you get an award. Like if you work for like Boeing or Microsoft or Coca-Cola, I'm pretty sure if you leave after six years, they probably do nothing for you, right? Where in the military, if you leave after six months, you get some kind of award or you got to check all that kind of stuff. So a lot, like military is really big on data and stats and tracking stuff like that. So yeah, a lot of mm. that is HR stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I can already see how this is leading to what you're doing right now. <laughs> okay, so you, you're in Germany, you're working in these HR databases, and then at what point do you decide to go back to, or to go to college? So I, I did most of my college while I was in, in the military to them. It's the thing where they're in the military, pay like, they pay 75% of your tuition. Then I got a couple of years, got my degree from the University of Texas, Premier based on the desk of Texas. Got my degree, then went back in the army, and then... Um, so I did 25 years of Army, so I'm a retired officer. I did eight years enlisted, 17 years of officer. Wow. And, and, yeah, I've been in different places. So um, 
Germany twice, Italy, Korea, South Carolina twice, Texas, Kansas, Afghanistan, and um, here in uh, Fort Lewis and Washington. And uh, what's, what's funny is like, if you ask my wife her best place, she'll still say Germany. Mm-hmm. I'll say Italy. And my three kids will all say Korea, which is interesting, oh, wow. right? <laughs> so you each had something that you loved about those yeah. countries. <laughs> yes, okay, now, yeah. so you go to school and then you, it sounds like you may have worked a little again before you pursued a master's degree in HR. Yes. And just to be clear, it's not a, it's actually a degree in human relations from Oklahoma University. Human right? relations. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But of course, I put, I put HR there because I mean, yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And at what point did you actually leave the army? So I retired in like 2015 and I'll, okay. I'll go to the story how I got involved in startups, tech and all that kind of stuff. So it's 2014 or actually beginning of 2015, got eight, nine months left. Oh, so I got to tell the story first. So everybody can laugh, right? So people always ask me like, you're from South Carolina. I was born and raised in Texas. Me and my wife born and raised in, she was born and raised in Texas. Both from the same hometown. And people would ask me, well, why are you still in the Seattle area? I thought you're going back to Texas. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so about a year before I retired in 2014, I told the wife, hey, you know, Got a year left. We got to decide pretty soon where we going to in Texas, right? You know, because we just we agree we're going back to Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to move by your people, my people, best job, just some random location? So look at me, did in my eye. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I like it here, and we're not going nowhere. I'm like, wait, what? What? Where did, where did this come from? <laughs> like, what's, what's going on? A happy wife makes a happy life, Jason. So yeah, I've heard. I, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and don't get me wrong, it's nice here. It's, you know, especially if I'm trying to be a, do a tech startup, there's definitely, a, it's a good place to be at, but you never be home. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, yeah. you, you really are in the, the, you know, so central to everything that's going on in, in tech. So speaking of tech, again, before we get into your software, don't worry, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about your software. But at what point did you decide to start your own company? Because I know you eventually retired. And it looks like you had a couple of different positions, HR-related positions for different companies. But at what point did you decide, you know what? I'm tired of working this nine to five for someone else. I want to start my own company. Yeah, so I think this is a great story. So a few years before I retired, you know, back then in the Army, we tell you, uh, go on LinkedIn, you know, connect with people, find a job, blase, blase. So I'm on LinkedIn, connect with people. And this guy named Mark Monroe reaches out to me on LinkedIn. He says, hey, Jason, my name is Mark Monroe. Have a startup called My Unfold. We want to have college graduates and military veterans try find jobs by doing skills tests. So if you don't think resumes like take care of y'all, can we meet in person? You tell me how the army's gonna help you find a job when you get out, or does it? You know what's going on with that? I said sure, but one question for you, Mark: What the blank is a startup? Like I had no clue, no concept mm. what a startup was. Like, like you you can't just, you just can't start a company. That's not allowed. Companies already exist, right? Like, like, <laughs> I, like, are you kidding me? Like, you know? So you know, he laughed. Of course, explained it to me. You give me like a crash course one on one on startups, right? Like product market fit, MVPs, you know, uh, all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so a light bulb goes in my head. Hey, Mark, uh, this sounds pretty interesting, but you never talk about HR. Why is that? Oh, HR, we do that later on the road. It's important, but we don't have time for that right now because we got to do all this other stuff. No light bulb goes off. Hey, Mark, this seems pretty interesting to me. You said, let me join your startup. And, you know, so I can learn this stuff, do HR for it. He agreed. And so I joined the startup. But like most startups, it didn't make it right. I was there for like two years. Two years I was there, I like to say I did everything except for code and design, right? I did networking stuff. 
uh, learning social media, business development, all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to connect with all the connect all the people in the Seattle area, you know. And like, man, none of these startups have HR. Of course, a few deal had, you know, had like A rounds or B rounds of funding, right? But most new startups, even small business, have HR. So I thought maybe this might be a business I can do, right? And I mean, you know, and then they tell you, you know, do your business research. And according to the SBA, there was like five million companies US with 49 or fewer people. Mm-hmm. And most of them don't have HR because, like you said earlier, you know, HR person like me and HR consultant, and that's still where you want to put our business first, HR consultants, because they overcharge the price and deliver on value, right? Because they might, they might tell you, hey, small business owner, uh, you need an employee handbook, you need this, you need that. And you're going to tell the HR person, consultant, well, I know that's why I hired you. And like, oh, no, I just consult you, right? I don't do it for you. So, <laughs> like, are, like, are you kidding me? Like, you, you're going to, so you want, you want the small business owner to pay like $5 an hour or, and to just be told what to do? And then the, an internal HR hire is like maybe fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 or more plus benefits, you know, can't afford that either, right? Right. And then, of course, they tell you, like, do your validity idea. So I talked to like 331 small business owners and startup people across the U.S. And of course, there's more detail on this. Like, it's like 20 quests I had, but basically it was like, would you pay for HR? Is that what you want? It's affordable. And thinking like 80, 75% said yes, 10% said no. And the rest said like, they would never pay for HR. So I just went from there, right? Mm. Wow. Okay. And then just I try, try and get better and better. Another thing I try to people too, like in, in HR, there's like, uh, there's like old HR, and new HR and old HR is not based on like age or anything like that, or just like mindset. Right. And so I want to try to do a new HR, like old HR is like, you know, you tell the HR person in your company, Hey, what's going on marketing? Like, I don't know. I don't work on marketing. That's not responsibility. Well, you know, actually it is kind of responsibility to know what's going on in the company. Right. Or, or they tell the HR person, Hey, this employee needs to talk to you, but they can't come back to work. Well, I leave at five o'clock. You know, I know what they do. Or like, suppose they work in a manufacturing company, but they never go down the production line, right? So that kind of stuff. For new HR, we're trying to like be more like, you know, be progressive, like be more like, be, be yes. And no matter if you have to do compliance, like there's some things you can't do like against the law, but can we walk around as a way to do that? A big example of, of old HR and new HR, I think is like, suppose you have a, a person that works for you, like by far the best person, like hands down, no one even comes close, right? Mm-hmm. And performs everywhere. It's been like that for 10 years. But then, like, you have a policy that says if someone misses work for three straight days with no, no, like, no excuse, no nothing, they get fired. This person misses work for three days. Old HR would say, well, that person has to go, but they know nothing, right? New mm-hmm. HR would be, be like, well, can we at least find out why you missed work? You know, is either an accident, what's going on with them, right? And then take another part, propose the owner says, well, my policy is three days after you be fired. New HR would say, well, you know what? That's, I get that. However, there's nothing to say we can't hire this person back after you fire them, but does everything be the same, right? So you just said to think differently, I think. So the old HR is just being an absolute stickler for yeah. whatever the policies and procedures are without any room for flexibility. Yes. Whereas the new HR, to your point, is more progressive. Let's do some investigation. Let's actually talk to the person, figure out what's going on before you just decide to give someone the X. Exactly. You know, got to be more like be more open-minded, like be more like people don't realize HR is, 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 is like one of the business functions, right? And I don't think any other business function affects all employees from start to beginning, right? Because the HR is there and they're getting recruited someone and they're going to be there for the whole process up till they leave, they leave the company, right? Right. So actually, that's a great segue, Jason, into something I wanted you to, to touch on. When you say HR for companies that have 49 or fewer employees, what exactly does that 
entail? Is it, does it include from beginning to the very end? So from recruiting all the way to termination and everything in between? So eventually, yes, but not right now. So right now it's like employee handbooks, HR policies, job descriptions, onboarding, and then you would like an HR business partner. And then later on, we're going to do the ATSs, the recruitings, the benefits, all kind of stuff. But for right now, we have a partnership with other companies for that kind of stuff. Okay. So employee handbooks, policies, and there were a few other things that you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Job descriptions, job onboarding, responsive okay. HR advice. And for the responsive HR advice, so one thing that's different about us and other companies, like other companies, you might call them like on Monday and talk mm-hmm. to Susan, call Thursday, talk to Jason, call a week later, talk to Tom, right? With us, the plans have the same person each time. Another difference too is like, like most HR companies for some reason are in California, but all the HR people are in California, right? Mm-hmm. So of course you can always Google stuff. What our plan is like, if you're in Houston, Texas or Atlanta, the plans have an HR person in an actual location to help you out. Because the theory is they should know the laws better. Got it. Got it. And that's something I definitely want to make sure I ask you about, you know, in terms of details and whether or not this works for freelancers and independent contractors, or does it have to be actual employees? So I have some, some more questions for you about that. But it sounds like each person, when they sign up for this software, it's not just the software itself, but it's truly a SaaS, a, a service, software yeah. as a service yeah. as well. Okay, got it. And so you have this dedicated, it sounds like account manager, Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Perfect. So if you ever come into run into any questions or something that's very HR specific, then you would be able to contact that person and hopefully get an answer relatively quickly. Is that how yes. it works? Yes, oh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm mean, thinking okay. about it cuz we all, we all know the companies like Zenefit and Bamboo HR and Gusto and ADP that platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So think about combining a platform with an actual HR person. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then for like the questions, uh, two big examples I can give, like everything is a platform. You be able to like, you do a Zoom call, some kind of video chat or whatever you want to do with us. And two examples I think I can do, or like you might call your HR partner, your account manager will say, and say, hey, Kevin, hey, uh, account manager of Kevin's HR, Tom has been working four days. What do we do, right? And we walk you through it. Like you can do this, you can do that. We recommend making recommendations. And there's another thing too, like, HR can only recommend stuff to you, right? HR really is not a decision maker. We can only say what you can or cannot do. Okay, yes. Yes. And then for the next, a better example might be you might contact us and say, hey, Kevin's HR. Susan, like she's been with us for six months. She's not working out. She's toxic. She's failed a performance plan. It's just not working out. And she's agreed to leave next week. But she told us today she's pregnant. What do we do, right? And like, mm. we're, not, we're not saying not to let her go. To me, it's the best thing. But maybe you need to relook at it and see how you can protect your employer brand because, I mean, someone her family is going to say you fired a pregnant female, right? And like, how do you walk through that? You know, is it worth it to keep her on board until she has a baby or is something else you can do, right? So those kind of things, those kind of tough conversations. Got it. So it's, it almost sounds like a combination of, well, actually, I was going to say prepaid legal, but that's not even a good example. Maybe a better example would be something like QuickBooks where you can purchase the software, but there's also, I don't think they themselves provide advisors, but there's definitely, a, you can definitely reach out to what they call certified QuickBooks Pro advisors. Yeah, that's an accounting company. I think it's called Bench. I think that is, is something doing something like we're doing. Okay. I think it's called Bench, yeah. Bench, okay. All right. Well, listen, I, I want us to take a really deep dive into 
the mechanics of how this all works, starting with how we actually sign up for the software and the service. But first, let's take a break. And when we come back, I want us to talk in detail about some of the people and and the actual process again for how we sign up, how we get started with this and how we kind of keep up on a monthly basis, I guess, with these HR services. Let's take a quick break. And during this break, we're actually going to find out how we can sign up for a special offer to listeners of this podcast with this Cavness HR software. Did you know that small business owners spend 25% of their time on HR-related items? This time is better spent taking care of employees, customers, and building your business. Cavness HR delivers HR solutions to companies with 49 or fewer employees through their HR platform. Specifically, they provide you access to a dedicated HR business partner. This is important because every year, small businesses lose a collective $27 billion U.S. dollars or roughly $10,000 per employee. Their platform can revolutionize your HR operations. And you're in luck because as a listener of the Business Infrastructure Podcast, Cavness HR is offering you an opportunity to be a part of their beta testing. Just click the Cavness HR link in this episode's description or go directly to cavnesshr.co to sign up. As a bonus, you'll also receive three months of free HR services. Take it from me. I had to learn the hard and costly way. It's better to spend your time working on your business than in it. Visit CavnessHR.co to sign up today. Okay, so Jason, before that break, you were starting to tell us, starting to get into the details of how Cavness HR, the software itself actually works and how it can, it can automate some of these HR tasks for us, some of which, you know, as small business owners, we may not even be aware that we need to do these things or we just may not have an appreciation for just how important they are. But I'd first like to take a a deeper dive from a business infrastructure perspective. And for those of you who are listening to this show for the first time, business infrastructure is a system for linking your people, your processes, and your tools and technologies to ensure that growth happens in a profitable and sustainable way. So Jason, we just heard during the commercial break about a free trial period. So Walk us through all of those steps. They go to CavnessHR.com, right? Yes. And then what happens when we get to the website? So uh, they get to the website and there's a place on the website called you sign in, right? You sign in for an account. Okay. I get notified you have the account. I'll give you, I send you a code to sign up. And once you have the account set up, of course, I'll say it's simple, you know, because I've been doing it for so long, you know, but it's, <laughs> it's kind of not. And so like you'll, you'll go in there on the platform we would set up another thing too that's different about us at Kevin's HR, we do everything based on the case and industry. So like most HR companies, like they'll do like a one size fit all template, right? So if you're a company like a tech company in Seattle or manufacturing company in Atlanta or restaurant somewhere else, it's all the one size fit all. Mm-hmm. But that's we we send you stuff based on your location and industry. So suppose a company a tech company in Seattle signs up and a restaurant in Dallas signs up, it'd be two different things we send them. But the process is the same. And okay. so if, if you sign up, we send you a set of questions you have to answer for your employee handbooks, HR policies. And like HR, most of the stuff is like what I call boilerplate, right? And most employee handbooks, everything's the same, right? Like EO, discrimination, you know, different things are the same, you know, 
drug-free policy, stuff does not change. But stuff does change. Like we have, we have you like do a, a welcome message, put your values in there, a closing message, like what paid holidays you're going to take or give, you know, that kind of stuff right there. Are you going to give people time off for pregnancy or adoption, that kind of thing? Are you going to give people time off for jury duty or voting, that, that kind of stuff, right? And also you're happy to walk through that, right? Like one thing people don't realize, I don't think like there's really, there's no law, like there's no federal law that says you have to give people time off for holidays, right? Or vacation time. Of course you don't. No one's going to come work for you, right? Right. And also things are different, different places. Like not to talk about politics, but usually like, like Democratic progressive states like Washington, California, New York, are going to have way more HR laws versus places like Texas, Kansas, Idaho, right? So you got to keep that in mind too. Mm. But so you send your, send your questions, you answer them and the code automatically does the employee handbook for you. You review the employee handbook. Of course, you get with your account manager for any questions or any changes you want. And then for the employee handbook question, that's all your HR policies. Now, HR policy, you can actually have up to 49 policies because there's so much, some stuff out there, right? You got mm-hmm. policies on. Now, some you have to have policies, some you don't. Like, like you probably need to have an at-will policy if that's your state. But you have to decide you want to have a jury duty policy. Like, I, like I'm going to give my employees like two days off for jury duty paid or, you know, or a better one is like, you know, time off for bereavement or funerals, right? Are you going to give people time off for that? Some people do, some people don't, right? Or parent teacher conferences. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many policies you can have. So you walk through that. And code, code does all that. And then, of course, right now, we, we're doing those sick or signatures that come called sign now. But eventually, we're going to do a, a, our own internal digital platform because it's way cheaper than doing an API with any, uh, any uh, digital signature company. It's, not, it's almost criminal how much money they charge, but that's another conversation. <laughs> but um, so you sign all that digitally. And then we send it to your people through the platform because you get a notification. Also, your people have to sign up a platform too for, for their accounts. Your platform, you have the, everyone's employee handbooks, the policy, all that kind of stuff. And right now, the plan is like, a lot of people don't realize this, but HR is for the company, right? HR is not for employee, right? Mm-hmm. You think about who, who, who pays the, the HR person, even a company, right? The, the company does, right? And yes. not the unit pays it, right? So HR is for the company. We're, we're, the plan right now is not to be like some kind of complaint center for the employees, right? It's not around any, right? Maybe later on, we'll like be able to be like a place they can come talk or whatever. But right now, the plan is like only be for the, be for the business owner, so to speak. And then the same thing with the sponsor HR advice, the, the platform we track like how many times you, you contacted us, how many times you contacted you, all, all that kind of stuff. And like, and you said earlier, like, how do you keep track of everything? It, it's a lot of stuff, right? Like each city is different. Like even, even the San Francisco area, San Francisco, Richmond, California, San Jose, those six cities all have to do things differently, right? Mm. And so it's, it's kind of complicated, right? So there's an organization called Society of Human Resources Management, SHRM, CERM for short. They're like the HR organization in the sky, right? So to speak, right? And um, they keep track of all that stuff, you know, all, all the city codes, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, the, and we have an API with them, right? So whenever it's like code in Atlanta, Georgia, we'll say um, the, minimum wage, the minimum wage changes goes like, we'll say $20 an hour in Atlanta for some reason. We're going to know if a case that changed and that'll notify us to make update all the, all the employee handbook of the companies in Atlanta. Ah, okay. Your software always has access to the latest, greatest information changes, updates in, in HR related or employee related yes. laws. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now the account manager in Atlanta, just have to like go online once in a while to make, make sure that everything's updated right. You know, because you don't want to rely you know, on the on the CERM API totally 100% right because you know misses stuff right. Mm-hmm. But that, that is a plan, right? And another thing too, if you're a small business owner, like there's so many news that you can, you can sign up for. Like, you know, the e- Equal Employment Opportunity Committee has a letter, Department of Labor has a letter, newsletter, I mean. 
Yes. But like, there's so many, right? The state, federal, county, there's so many stuff going on. Like, even with I-9s and stuff, right? Uh, that's another thing, too, I forgot to mention. Like, for the onboarding, uh, we, we do an onboarding for contractors and employees, too, right? Like, so, not to talk politics again, but regardless of what you think about immigration, illegal immigration, the case of being, the fact remains, if you hire someone, they have, they have to be authorized to work in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, we make sure to do that for you, too. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, no. But- let me just kind of walk through a scenario, okay. you know, if, if, if you will. So go to the website, you sign up, create an account, and then you will start, you'll see a series of different questions. And, and it sounds like, Jason, what you're doing initially when you first sign on and create that account is establishing your HR foundation. Is yes. that correct? Yes. So that's yes. where the employee handbook the policies, certain benefits that you will offer to your company. That's where you kind of establish all of that. And the output of that is an employee handbook that, yes. of course, you know, it isn't static. It, it can change and evolve over time. But the point is to get that in place. But I can see where the need for the monthly service comes into play, because as you start to add more people to your team, some people may have to be terminated. But let's start with adding people to your team. Does your account come with a certain number of additional users or is that where the 49 or less comes into play? Yeah, so it's actually broken down by number of people. We, we charge a number of people. So, so we have a fee from one to 10 people, one to 10, 11 okay. to 19. Yeah, and it's for, to them it's 49. And okay. for people who people don't know why it's 49, in HR, we go to employee number 50, that's where I'll say all the complicated stuff happens. Like, you no, know, FMLA, mm-hmm. health benefits, you know. And most stuff, the other complicated stuff, stuff have to fit. And, and are we going to do that eventually? Yes, we are. But right now, we're going to focus on 49 or fewer. Okay. I always wondered about that. Okay. So, so if I wanted to have an offer letter, you all would be able to create that? Or, yes. or the so- yes. I would be able to have that created through the software? Through, through the software. Okay. So it seems like we would have access to a suite of different things once we answer that initial set of questions. Would we be able to see... a? Again, like a suite of different things that we might want to create being an offer letter. What about some of the forms? I know you kind of hinted at this earlier. I know there's, what would it be? A W-9? W-2, W-9. W-2, W-9. Okay. So all of that information is there and, and it can be downloaded and wow, you have a package. So if I, as I onboard a new employee, would I then add that person's basic information to the account? And then the minute that person is or part of that person's onboarding process, they would automatically receive the onboarding package for, let's say, Equilibria Incorporated. Is that how that works? Yeah. So there's two ways we can do it, right? Like, like suppose there's a, suppose we sign up a, a company called, you know, I don't know, ABC Tone out of Dallas, Texas, right? And they have like 25 employees. Okay. For that, we would have the company send us like a CSV file, Excel file, and, and use that to upload everything. But then, like, suppose we sign all those people up, then two months later, to hire someone, then that person would sign up on their own for the, for the platform, if that makes any sense. Okay, so, so individual employees can sign up themselves? Yes, yes. And they would just put, the, obviously, they have to attach themselves to your company. Yes, yes. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. Ah, okay. And so this is basically a hub or a portal for all of your company's HR-related information. Yes. And some future plans of platform across down the road is uh, like, you know, have like a, like a, we wonder like every money do like some kind of like weekly tip on HR or weekly mm-hmm. tip for the company. 
what if we for the CL or owner can communicate like do do birthday wishes and way way down the road is like we want to do it have an AI platform on also like where you pick up your pick up your mobile phone and do everything AI through your mobile phone mm-hmm. that's a ways down the ways and another thing uh, I want to talk about employee handbooks real fast so the employee handbooks a lot of people tell you employee handbook HR policies or HR in general like for compliance what to do what that don't have to do well, that's if you think employee handbooks are more like for, for like culture and values, right? Like someone should be able to look at your, your employee handbook and know what kind of company you have, what kind of values you have, right? That's true. Versus what to do, what not to do. And I think a lot of people miss that. That is so and, true. And another thing we do differently too, like most HR companies are consultants, like pose, you go with, you know, XYZ HR company or XYZ HR consultant. This is October. I think yes, yeah, October. You sign up October 1st, right? They do everything for you, employee handbook. And you sign up for a year, you're paying for a year. In January, like all the stuff changes, right? Most HR companies are going to charge you all over again for a new handbook. With us, everything's including the price. So if something changes, you just get an mm. update on the platform. Okay. Good point. Great to know. So we've talked about, you know, obviously, the, the technology itself. And then there's the, the process that you can go through. But then the people aspect. So you did mention that it's not just for employees, but independent contractors or freelancers that you may hire as well. Right. What yeah. about international employees or international independent contractors that you may work yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, not yet. We're not at that point right now. Right now it's just US people for right now. But that okay. is on like that is on like our, our product roadmap. Awesome. Yeah, because especially because of COVID with <laughs> with everything going digital. Well, not everything, but but a yeah. good bit of things going digital. There's I mean, there's there are no boundaries geographically anymore yeah. thanks to all and, of these digital yeah. technologies and, and off subject a little bit like you know we're not doing payroll yet but we're real but like payroll these payroll companies like how are you integrate like stuff like venmo cash app you know bitcoin nft like how 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 do we integrate that in, in the future right 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 oh that would be awesome and that's the the great thing about software you you're getting out there you have your minimum viable product right yes and you're out there you're testing it and and you're giving us the opportunity to to sign up for an account, play around with it, see how we like the service. And then we can tell other people how much it's, it's helped us out. HR is one of those things where in many ways, it, it, it's very similar to accounting, I guess, in the sense that, or even legal compliance things that we do. We don't realize how much we need it until we need it. Exactly. And a lot of times we can get ourselves into trouble, especially, especially when we blur the lines between an employee versus an independent contractor. So having that trusted advisor that you don't have to shell out the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that you just don't have, but to still be able to tap into that expertise, I think it's just absolutely brilliant, Jason. And I know we have to start wrapping up, but I'm wondering if there are some additional resources and I. <laughs> Don't just open up the fire hose on us because I know you always have a gazillion resources that you can share. But before you get into some key resources that you, you'd like to share with us that you think could also help us just educate ourselves more about HR, but just in general, some other tools that you think would be useful to us in streamlining some of our back office operations. Can you tell us a little bit more about your podcast and also Bunker Labs? Yes. So for, for the podcast, uh, it's called the Jason Cabinets Experience. And Alicia's been on it before. She needs to come on again pretty soon. But um, I talked to founders, small business owners, and, and other interest, interesting people. Uh, for example, an interesting people person. So last, it was it like two weeks ago, I had a lady on there named Sharon Goldsmith. 
So right now, she's the Dean of Business Entrepreneurship at Hofstra University. But from 2004 to 2011, she was a head of HR and head of finance for Gene Unit Records. Wow. So, yeah. So that's an interesting conversation, right? So try to have people like that on there, right? Oh, um, wow. Yeah. That, that was a fun talk, right? Yeah. And one thing that's interesting, she told me like 50 cents is like the best business person she, that she's ever seen, right? He was like always on time, always like prepared. Like, yeah, she like, yeah. And then like his, oh, his work ethos is like beyond like approach, right? So that's a great talk. Um, so just do like stuff. And my mind is a little bit longer. Like uh, I started off doing a 30 minute conversation. To me, it wasn't like, it wasn't, you didn't learn enough, right? So mine is more like an hour and a half, two hours, right? Mm-hmm. More detail, like more background. Why are you doing this? More fun conversation, right? And what's funny, everyone said like, okay, Jason, there's no way we can talk for two hours. And then like, it stops. Like how long we talk? Like three hours. Like, <laughs> and, like man, that's, that's in like 20 minutes. Like I told you, right? I mean, cause like, Cause one thing that like, just like you do, I try to make the person comfortable talk about themselves, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause everyone wants to talk about themselves. Right. Uh, so doing that couple of years, it's, 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 it's still pretty good. Like I, I, I do all that kind of stuff. Um, and then with Bunko labs, uh, so Bunko labs are a nonprofit out of Chicago, station out of Chicago. So most people know there's all these startup, I mean, all these nonprofits to help military people like find jobs with mental health, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's really nothing out there to help military people when I say military people, I mean the military veterans, retirees, spouses, dependents, et cetera, et cetera. Just our companies. Because after World War II, like 80% of the people that got out of World War II started a company. Now it's like 5%. It's like crazy low, right? And the challenge is like, you know, in the military, we're in a bubble. Like if you're, you know, Fort, if you're at Fort Lewis, Washington, Seattle is only an hour away. However, you know, you, unless you go into the party or have a good time or do some church stuff, you're not going to see how to do networking stuff or meet people, right? It's too far, right? And so we like to do the basic basics, right? Uh, like, like, how do you name your company? Like, mm. you know, maybe you see your brand colors to be blue and yellow versus black and red, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, who to meet? How do you get a small business loan? Um, why you should probably connect Google Analytics to your, to your website so you can see where people are coming from, you know? And, and, and a lot of networking. And with Bunker Labs, we have a partnership with WeWork called Veterans and Residents. And what WeWork does, they provide a free office space for eight military people in like 20 cities across the United States. At least I saw the space here in Seattle. Yes, I sure did. It's, it's gorgeous, by the way. Thank very you. spacious also. Yes, yes. So WeWork is very generous for the space they give us. And, um, and w- one challenge for the, v- the VR program, like, like we're talking, so there's Techstars and YC Combinator. And people don't know what it is. Techstars and YC Combinator is basically incubated for tech startups. And, but it's the same, they've been doing it for like lots of years, right? But it's, it's the same, it's, everything's very repeat, like the same, all the companies are the same phase, right? They go there, they do the project market fit, MVP, do pitches, raise funds, right? It's the same thing over and over again. It's all tech startups. But thus, it's, it's all over the place, right? Right now, we have a barbecue, uh, barbecue sauce company in here. We have a, a medical health app that's always raised, has already raised money. We have, um, we've had a marijuana app a nonprofit of military transgenders. I mean, all of the products, right? We've got like ideas. We had one company that already raised $10 million of funds. Like it's all over the place, right? So it's kind of hard to mentor them, right? But we do the best we can. And we're actually taking applications right now until October 8th. So if you're in the military connected community and you want to get like a free space for six months, you know, send me, send me an email and uh, at least we'll have, the, we'll have the links in the show notes. But yeah, I mean, it's a great plan. Like not, not only do we get the, the Bunker Last Network, you also get the WeWork network, right? Because WeWork yes. has a thing called WeWork has a thing called WeWork Labs. It's like the only incubator. It used to be in person, it's all virtual now. Mm-hmm. But you, you go in there, you, you, you can type in, you know, like um, Atlanta, Georgia, 
marketing expert and a marketing expert will pop up. You connect with a marketing expert, right? Mm. We, had a, we had a guy um, in the VIR, a couple of courses, cohorts again ago. He had a business plan, but like, you know, he wanted someone to look at it, right? Some guy out of um, Dallas redid the whole plan for him, right? He was like, he was like VP of a, something that a big company. He redid the whole plan for, for him, right? Something like that. Another big plus about the, the VIR, like suppose you got to accept an Atlanta. Of course, you get like 24-7 access to Atlanta rework, but you can use any rework in the world. And so, mm-hmm. we, had, so we had a guy, he had an import-export business out of China a year ago. He spent like three months in Singapore using a rework out of Singapore, right? And so wow. it's just the access it gives to you, right? It is great. It's definitely a great opportunity. And we take all comers, right? It was just, but the, but the application is closed October 8th. Okay. Well, we will definitely make sure we post about that. And does it, does it come up every year? Uh, yeah. Every, every, every six months. Right? No, current okay. one, in, the current one is December 31st. The new one starts January 1st and ends July 31st. There's six months. Okay. And, and actually on the, on the LinkedIn post we had, I think yesterday, Jason Smith, the Bunker Labs leader out of Atlanta. Yes. Was on the two, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize Jason Smith was had an affiliation with yeah. Bunker Labs. Yeah, so shout out to the other Jason, Jason <laughs> Smith. <laughs> As we wrap up, any other resources that you'd like to share with us, Jason? Yeah, so this is not really a resource, but some I've been trying to do recently. So like, you know, we're all busy. Of course, let me, I'm going to say late, late, in late, you know, no, it's, it's, we need to be trying to be productive versus busy. We're all busy doing different things. And a lot of us, like, we're, like, listening to podcasts, listening to music. Like, something's always on air, right? But maybe once in a while, like, you know, just, like, be silent for 30 minutes, right? Just let your brain mm. take over. Like, you know, let yes. the creative your brain take over. Because you listen to stuff, podcasts, all good and stuff, right? But sometimes let your brain take over. Let your, stuff's going to pop in your brain you never thought about, you know? I mean, just let be that creative juices flow. Get them back like it is. And then, like, for our resources, um, there's so many out there, right? Uh, first thing, I'm a big believer in experimenting, right? Like, because that's like, like I'm, a, I'm a big fan of sauna, right? But maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Trello's for you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I use Evernote. Maybe a to-do list is for you, right? But experiment, figure out what's best for you, right? Sure. And same thing with social media. There's all these social media platforms out there. Of course, you know, I've seen you heard about the Facebook, Instagram being down a day. So yes. that's not available, yeah. <laughs> yes, so and I, WhatsApp. So, yeah. <laughs> So I've been going to my Twitter feed to get updates on what's going on on Facebook. <laughs> it was kind of funny. But with the social media, like there's so many social media platforms out there. Yeah. And then find out what's best for you, right? Like people say omni-channel, you know, like people like Gary Vaynerchuk, Neil Patel, like be on everything. But maybe that's not for you, right? Maybe like figure out what's fun, fun for you. Like I'm on a, have you heard of Product Hunt? I have, yes. So I did a question on the other day on Product Hunt, you know, because I'm kind of, I'm kind of like uh, active on there too. So a product, I put a question like, what's your, what's your favorite social media platform? And I said, my favorite is TikTok. However, I do most of my stuff on LinkedIn, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, your, your favorite is not, not your thing. And product, that's another good thing too, because I'm, I'm sure a lot of your, 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 your listeners have a, have a product-based company, you're like going to release something. If you have a product-based company, no matter what it is, you, have to, you should be on product, hunt, right? Because the community mm-hmm. there is just great. And they give you feedback. I mean, it's just great. So I would definitely check a product, hunt. Yeah, well... Jason, as always, you are full of information, very helpful, useful information. Thank you so much. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, so my email is jasoncabinets at cabinetshr.com. My phone number is 803-360-8457. However, if you, if you use the phone number, send me a text first. 
because somehow I'm just playing with Verizon where if a number calls and it doesn't, it doesn't listen to my contacts, it goes to, goes to spam. I have no idea how I signed up for it, but yeah. So send a text first. And of course, the, all, the, all the social media things, LinkedIn, TikTok, Snapchat, you know, Jason Kavnis, pretty much everywhere. I mean, Snapchat and TikTok. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're just yeah. going all out. Yeah. I've, I've been pretty active on TikTok recently, like doing like daily HR tips and stuff like that. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I have not ventured into TikTok land. I don't know if I will, but I, I've... Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's a lot of good stuff on there. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's trash on there, like any social media platform, but there's some good <laughs> stuff on there, right? There's like, there's one lady I follow on there. Her, um, her, her TikTok is sales tips talk. She does like daily sales, sales tips, like how to get customers, stuff like that. There's marketing mm-hmm. people on there. But I think my favorite one, this guy, he's like, he's, he's, he's like 75, 80. He's a, he's a, a psychiatrist. He has a daily mental health tip every day hmm. in, a, in English and Spanish. Oh, very nice. Yeah, there's, there's some good stuff on there. Hmm. Now, but like I said, there's trash on there too, but. Yeah, I just think of uh, 15 and 16, 17 year olds whenever TikTok comes to oh, mind. No. That's what, yeah, comes, and, and, and that's what good, I think of. Yeah, plus a good thing with TikTok, the algorithm controls everything. So like if, if, you, if you like click videos, like post us to click videos mm-hmm. of 18 year old females dancing, that's how I would see, right? But if you click like, uh, also you can do search, right? So if you search for HR stuff, business stuff, that stuff will pop up in your algorithm. Mm. Yeah. Well, Jason, this has been great. I, I want to quickly recap what Cavness HR can do for us, for those of us who have these smaller micro, I guess, micro enterprises, right? We have yes, less yes. than 49 employees. So the benefit is not only do you have a one-stop shop for all things HR, again, things that you may not even think of, not only just getting your employee handbook, but also all of the the offer letters, the onboarding materials, sending sending certain alerts and notifications as there are changes in employment law, depending on where your company is located and the industry that you're operating in. So I could see that could be very, very intense behind the scenes trying to amass all of that information and then having a software that can literally just say pinpoint specifically what your company needs again based on location and industry i i love the fact that there's that ongoing support but not just ongoing support having that dedicated account manager and i'm sure there's a, a log of all of the communications between you and that specific account manager so this is absolutely fantastic make sure you sign up for a free trial of Cavness hr you can go to cavnesshr.com so that's c-a-v-n-e-s-s hr.com if you can't figure out how to spell it don't worry about it because you can always go to businessinfrastructure.tv where we're going to have links to not only the software, Cavness HR, but all of the other resources that Jason has been kind enough to share with us. You'll also find more information about our sponsors, one of them being Cavness HR. Supporting them helps us keep this show free for you. Again, that's businessinfrastructure.tv. Jason, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you very much. This is a, a lot of fun again. <laughs> and thank you, the listener. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a loyal subscriber. Remember, stay focused, be encouraged. This entrepreneurial journey is a marathon and not a sprint. 
and keep operating as good on the inside as you look on the outside. Until the next time. This is the Jason Kavnis Experience, hosted by Jason Kavnis. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day.